Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. to everyone and yes i said morning here on the coles brown show exclusively on the black college sports network we're on from 9 a.m central standard time to 11 a.m on this special edition of the coles brown show because the celebration bowl starts on abc network at 11 a.m so we'll get a chance to do this then we'll get a chance to watch the celebration bowl uh, joining me as special guest co-host, and uh, I can't thank him enough, Coach Robert Valdez, former Southern University uh, offensive lineman, now the head football coach at St. James High School. Coach Valdez, good morning to you, and thank you, sir, for guest co-host. Oh, man, good morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. It's, uh, like I said, good day. Uh, we're wrapped up in high school, so we all in, in, in Christmas spirit and getting ready to watch these bowl games. Yeah, that's right. This time, what, next week? Is it Christmas? Yeah. 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 So we'll we'll have an announcement about uh, this week of whether we'll take that Saturday off. You know, I, I don't like taking um, shows off, but on, only on special occasions. And I guess that is, you know, a happy holiday for everyone. So uh, we'll make an announcement uh, during the upcoming week. Let me tell you about the guest menu. Of course, you see Coach Robert Valdez joining me for the show. Um, Brandon B.J. Jones of Inside HBCU Football. We'll get his perspective. He's in Atlanta for the Celebration Bowl uh, coming up at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. He'll join me. And then in hour number two, joining us on the show will be the 20th head football coach of the Southern University football program, Coach Eric Dooley. He'll join us at 10 o'clock central standard time also we'll try to uh, get some of your comments we appreciate everyone who's uh tuning in watching we definitely uh, appreciate it well coach valdez we'll mix it up right quick of course coach Dool is coming on uh, the new southern university football coach but uh some some news that happened during the week one being jordan lewis 
decided to move on through social media, made the announcement. Right. The Jaguar Nation, uh, the Southern University System, Southern University, but he has one year eligibility left. And um, boy, my phone was just blowing up. I was at work and uh, I happened to look. That was the news. What what, what are your thoughts on uh, Jordan Lewis entering the uh, transfer portal? Uh, you know, I think that is, you know, it's just symbolic of the times, really, to be honest with you. Um, you know, these these kids nowadays, they um, sometimes they get advised by others and sometimes they make decisions on uh, thinking that there's going to be greener pastures somewhere else. Um, definitely is a big loss to the university, a big loss to the football team, a guy that uh, when healthy can produce at a high level and uh, is a very, very special player. Um, probably, and then, you know, the significance of the, how you care in the locker room also takes place because a lot of guys look up to some to the guys that are the playmakers, impact players. Uh, so therefore, it, 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 you know, wish them the best as always, but I think that, you know, with the portal, whatnot, you never know, you know, what he believes or the people that, you know, basically are advisors and believe that may be better for him somewhere else. Um, but definitely it's, it's going to be impactful for, especially, you know, the defense at Southern and Coach Dooley coming in. Yeah, and of course, in the spring, he won the Buck Buchanan Award as FCS Best Defensive Player during the spring, and he had just completed his junior season at Southern. He has one year of eligibility. And this season, I, I think it was kind of, in, in just my opinion, I think it was hard for him and a lot of players, but specifically we're talking about Jordan Lewis, Right. Uh, injuries in and out. And, and sometimes, you know, I've had an injury, but it's not football related. And right. uh, I'm much older than Jordan Lewis, but sometimes mentally that's tough for a player. And it just seems like and it, it just the fall season was one of those seasons when he's healthy, he was able to produce, but not at the high level during the spring and then throughout his career. Do you think, Coach, maybe um, the injuries, and, and if you're not used to having an injury and you've been there your whole career, does that kind of affect the psyche, the, the, the mental approach of, of, of the player? It does. I mean, also, yeah, he, you know, he had, he, I guess, under, should have understood or knew coming in after the accolades that he had in spring that uh, he was going to be highlighted and identified uh, as a person that they needed, that the other opposing offense had to block, had to contain, had to double, had to chip, had to make sure that, um, he was blocked. You know, we always say that, you know, that guy won't beat us. That means that he's going to be um, put precedence on how he's handled. So therefore, you know, and I saw him a lot, you know, a lot of teams made sure that they understood, you know, where he was and um, and played through injuries. And then you're playing through injuries and you're trying to reach all all these lofty goals and and accolades that you reached in spring. Um, So yeah, the pressure, uh, all those things coupled, you know, can really take away from your performance and whatnot. And I think that, you know, I think maybe sometimes you just feel like you just, you know, wanted a fresh start and maybe somewhere else and looking at whatever it is that maybe can help him develop into an NFL prospect. Yeah. And the interesting thing about him being Jordan Lewis, you know, some people thought, well, maybe, you know, Coach Roger may kind of change their defensive scheme, but, you know, to make it to the next level, Coach, correct me if I'm wrong, he'll probably, no, not probably, I think he'll have to play at the linebacker position. You know, at Southern, he was a rush specialist. 
And even though he, you know, put on some weight, man, on the next level, you got defensive ends, 260, 270, that run. I mean, they can run. There's like freight trains collision. So um, for those who say, well, maybe it's because of uh, the, the schematic change that Coach Rollins them did, I think it's more so frustration being injured. And then as you pointed out, Coach Valdez, now the spotlight was on you. I, I, I'm sure he had somebody, uh, you know, office lineman chipping, keeping somebody in to, to know exactly where uh, Jordan Lewis was on the football field. So I, frustration and injuries as I, I, you know, wrap up that part. But um, yeah. Coach, on the next level, he, he, he will – if he makes it, he'll have to play linebacker, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Well, I think it's. I think he's a a, a weak side three four linebacker. Um, you know, I think that you know, um, I guess his style, his his size, his athletic ability, does not fit a hand down defensive end in a in a four three scheme. You know, I, I think that we did that with him um, because he provided such of a pass rush and it was so effective. Um, but when, if you look at him, if you're a three four team and you're looking for that, um, basically that, that we call it the buck, that guy that's that that can rush off the edge to drop in coverage and, and take care of the flats and you know stuff like that. You know, he definitely will fit the system like that. Hopefully, to a, a team that will can use that athletic ability. And I'm sure, and again, I, I wish him the best. Um, right. You know, you're disappointed, but that's all you can be. Hey, John Lewis has to do what's best for him. So we right. wish him the best. Coach, um, JSU signs a big-time national recruit. And <laughs> once again, my phone was blowing up. And it was someone that, hey, he, he, they flipped him from Florida State. Mr. Hunter, and just going on social media, you know, social media, you have to utilize it, but man, you have to be careful. Some people show their true colors. Right. All of right. the comments that I've, I've seen, and, and, and it was historic. And look, hey, congratulations to Jackson State and Coach Sanders and their staff. They were able to pull that off, but now it just seems like they've upset the Power Five programs, not only Florida State, but others, because this was historic that what happened. What do you what do you think about all of this? Well, beyond Southern Florida, I'm a big Florida State fan after Southern University, but I'll tell you, it, it really, uh, it upset me a lot, you know, because um, I always feel that it's like everything else, you have to shoot your shot. And I think what, what Coach Sanders did, and, and I applaud him for that, and I'm so happy that this young man decided to be a trendsetter. And, uh, and change course and choose an HBCU is that, you know, more oftentimes, you know, in high school, I've seen it before. Some coaches don't believe they have a shot at certain kids. And so therefore they don't want to invest resources into recruiting kids that they don't believe they're going to be able to get. Um, and this is a perfect example that you got to recruit everybody and you got to take a shot. And I think that this is amazing. And at these schools now, you have to understand if you have to do research, um, you know, when all the way back when Coach Robinson at Grambling, you know, was producing all these top tier quality athletes into the NFL because they didn't have nowhere else to go. 
they, 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 they weren't going well. So they were going to Southern, they were going to Grammar, they were going to all these HBCUs and they were very, very good. They were skilled, they were fast, they were athletic and they had knowledge and recognition of the game um, because they couldn't go to a, a, a PWI, so to speak. And then uh, when those athletes started coming, it was paid, they were trendsetters and they opened up the doors for other athletes and then your quality of your programs improved. And then when you start improving your program, your marketability improved, you start getting more people in the stands, you get TV contracts and all of that. So they're upset because of the impact that this may make is that now it may make a Jackson State into a financial threat into the you know market, into the media market into other markets and it will allow to other kids to see that I can do it too. I can go to Jackson State. And education is an education. I don't believe that there's no better education at Florida State than there is at Jackson State. I mean, two plus two is still four. Um, so therefore, and given the resources, given the financial backing that will come with playing and getting these TV contracts and these conference contracts, then, you know, they're afraid that the field might start leveling a little bit. Hmm. Interesting, because the system is set up for them. Correct. And now that someone is, and, and, and you've seen, and we're going to get into more of, about the transfer portal. Uh, we'll ask Coach Dooley about that and um, the, ju- the junior college ranks. But to kind of piggyback off of what you just talked about, now the question has to be asked, will HBCU see more success in football recruiting, especially those type of players going forward Coach I, I believe so I, I mean like I said I mean it you know every, it, it's a copycat society in in athletics and coaching I mean so therefore if we see an offense that's trendy that's doing good we're going to try to use it a defense and whatnot now this becomes a recruiting philosophy where you know most coaches are going to be like okay you know what let's take a shot let's really you know recruit uh, this guy, this four star, this five star, um, and instead of just saying, "Man, it, he may not fall to me because LSU, Florida, Nebraska, all these people are recruiting him or not." Um, so therefore, you know, we we in the high school ranks tell our, you know, and then the high school coaches got to do a better job too because high school coaches have to do a better job of facilitating those kids to all schools because sometimes you know you hear coaches tell you that they go to certain schools and they're getting only a list of guys. But then, I mean, depending on who they are, is the list of guys that they're getting. They may not be getting the top-tier guys and would not know. Put the list out and let the coaches decide who they want to recruit and what fits their board. So I do think that this, I hope that this um, really does become a trend that all HBCUs, because they have a lot of history, a lot of great education, and a lot of great alumni to be able to use as an example of why their institutions is worthy of you being there. That's interesting. As I watched the press conference from Mr. Preston at your school, and um, uh, I, I looked, I, I saw the, the, the different hats, you know, like some of the athletes now do. You know, although I'm old school, I, I remember where, hey, you just make an announcement in the library, sometimes mm-hmm. at, at your local religious establishment. I've seen some on Sundays, but hey, that, that's the trend now. But I did notice Southern University hat was dead, almost, almost dead center. But at least it was considered, and some people come in, well, at least that was a consideration. But to your point, I think the trend will continue. Uh, it, it will continue. Um, when you look at 
you know, JUCO and, and Southern, by the way of social media, they hadn't released their official a list of you know players that have signed, according to Coach <laughs> Du, and we'll ask them about it. It'll be five to six. Um, supposedly they're going to release it today, but you see mm-hmm. uh, student athletes on on Twitter showing where they've committed, and, and Southern has has gotten some based on you know those players making it public. But Alabama A and M, you know, they've done well. Alabama State, Southern. So I think the trend will continue, and I think you'll start getting those um, four, three stars. Occasionally, you're going to get some five stars. And a lot of people ask me about the, the evaluation of that. How do you determine a three-star, four, and a five? Now, I've talked to you know, former coaches, and they've kind of explained to me what it means. But what does Coach Valdez? Because you, you, know, you know about it. What, right. What's the big difference? Well, I mean, of course, you got the intangibles um, that that must be in place. Um, physical attributes are first. Um, you know, the, the, you, there's no measuring stick that is unvaluable as size and speed. So, therefore, the biggest thing that people are looking for, they're looking for size and speed. You figure you can find size and speed, you can coach them to do whatever your scheme is. So, if a kid is athletically gifted. Um, has tremendous size, tremendous speed, skill set, and whatnot. And really, these kids pretty much get these stars and these rankings at these camps when they go to these, um, they, they do these camps, and then um, they kind of get a following. They start getting a following. And these people that are working these recruiting sites, um, these uh, recruiting gurus and whatnot, when they start tracking kids and they start seeing kids at different events and gathering information on 40 uh, shuttle runs, um, you know, height, weight, and then of course you have to be able to produce your film. Has to be able to have tremendous quality, so you have to be able to be producing at a high level at, at your high school. And if all those things match, then therefore you start moving up the rankings and whatnot. And the biggest thing about it, and like I said, I have no quarrels in saying what I have to say, is that when these big schools start uh, recruiting you, then that those rankings start becoming justifiable because they, they, they want to make sure that their alumni uh, sees that they got a four or five-star ranking or not. So as soon as one of these power fives give you an offer, then all of a sudden I've seen kids all of a sudden just balloon up and just start ca- ca- collecting all these stars and whatnot. Um, and then what ha- that's, you know, you, you have someone, some that live up to all the billing when they get to high school, and then you have some that pretty much uh, weren't as, you know, as productive as people thought according to their rankings. You know, I could see, quote unquote, one star, two star. But what about getting those, okay, we'll use one star, two stars, get them into the program. They make the adjustment from high school, now they're in college, and they end up putting up tremendous numbers and getting that degree in hand. I always use the example about Dalton Hilliard. Gary James, Dalton Hilliard from Patterson High School, smaller classification at the time. Gary James came in, West Jefferson High School in, in, in Gretna, New Orleans, Louisiana. But Dalton Hilliard had the better collegiate record, collegiate status, and went on to the NFL play with the New Orleans Saints. So I said, I'll let to say this, Coach. I understand the explanation. But on the FCS level and the HBCU level, to me, I'm just as excited if you get, quote, unquote, 
the lower stars, but they're able to produce and they matriculate through their career, get that degree in hand, and they're a better player from yeah. their freshman year to the senior year. I guess I'm just old school for that. No, you're right. You're right because the bulk of your, the bulk of your roster is going to be one or two stars. And that's going to be the majority of your players. That's going to be that's going to be your core, um, you know. So, like I said, yeah, it's it's, it's good to have uh, the recognition of those guys and whatnot. But the, like even in the NFL, the majority of the guys in the NFL are not first round draft picks. That on those rosters, those guys are those uh, you know three to six round guys that you know are good football players that may have not had all of the, you know, hoopla and the media and all of the resources to be exposed. So, no, you're totally right on that. And speaking of that, and what will help, and we're going to take a time out, uh, but, Coach, I pulled up the article, and, and I had talked about it just a little bit um, a couple of weeks ago, but Southern, if they're able to accomplish this, stadium expansion, practice facility, and more, Southern Master Plan includes $80 million in sports projects. So after this timeout, I'm going to talk about the athletic piece that they're trying to do. And that, hey, that can only help. If you can uh, get this plan done, it, it, it's a game changer. And we'll talk about that after this timeout. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. We'll return after this timeout. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. We are back. For the first time in 62 years, the Florida Memorial Lions will hit the gridiron and their home games will be streamed by the Black College Sports Network at www.fmuathletics.com, www.mybcsn.net, and on the MyBCSN app, available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. 
as we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the Sporting HBCU Dasher, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at MyMajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S.com. My Majesties, an Urban Passport member. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Coles Brown, joined by Coach Robert Valdez, head football coach at St. James, a powerhouse, my, at least in my humble opinion. <laughs> coach, you guys had success in the Louisiana high school ranks uh, quickly. Next year, it's, it's always a year-round thing. There's no really downtime. Expectations mm-hmm. high for next year? Yes, they are. I mean, that's the good thing. Uh, you always want to be in a program that has those type of expectations. Matter of fact, I was just, um, I was just texting, tweeting my quarterback last night, like, "Hey, man, listen, um, get, get ready to start working. Um, we, we do your own thing, and then we'll start in January." But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about what we have coming back. Um, and we didn't, we didn't really, we only lost one lineman, one offensive lineman. We have all our linemen coming back. Uh, of course, you know, losing uh, the guys, you know. Like Alec Marlin, the kicker, Shaz Preston, and Daniel Jupiter, and, and a lot of other guys in the program that were so successful. But uh, he, the cupboard is not bare at St. James High School, so we'll be back. It, folks, for well, those <clears throat> tuning in that may be outside the state of Louisiana, it's uh, what you affectionately call the River Parish, the <laughs> parishes. Yeah. And we the don't have pres- counties here, we have parishes. <laughs> yeah, coach. <laughs> The Fertile Crescent, we like to call it the Fertile Crescent. If you're pro- along this river, man, it's, you you, you got to bring it because everybody's got really, really great programs and it's, it's really good football. We're very prideful of our region, but uh, the River Parish football, uh, we believe, is second in the state of Louisiana. Boy, tomorrow I'm traveling to another part of the state, North Louisiana, Monroe, Louisiana. Wow, that's... Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 in the same state, but it's totally different, Coach. I'll just leave <laughs> it at that. South Louisiana is, if it was a bigger state and more population, you could almost be like the Carolinas. South Louisiana, North Louisiana, they're individual states. But let me stop here. Gotcha. If you're from Louisiana, you'll you'll know what I mean. Southern expansion practice facilities, more. Southern's master plan includes eighty million in sports projects, an indoor football practice facility, 
and expansion of A.W. Mumford Stadium, a part of the master plan approved by the Southern University uh, Board of Supervisors. The overall plan for the university would include facility expansion, renovations, constructions, and construction, and improvements to infrastructure. Estimated cost of the master plan is just short of 800 million, with 80 million estimated for the athletic improvements. Now, this master plan was approved in 2019. Details and renderings were released earlier this month. The most significant athletic improvement would be an indoor football practice facility adjacent to Mumford on what is now the Jaguars practice field. I have some memories I could share about the Jaguars practice field. <laughs> mostly good, mostly good. With a price tag of about 30 million, okay? Additionally proposed is 9 million improvements to the stadium to enclose the South End with offices, suites, and additional seats. Coach, I'm getting excited. Yeah. The improvements would increase capacity about 7,500. So capacity now is like 28,500, 28,500. Yeah. Then you're looking at 7,000, 36,000. Yeah. Nice with the expansion and included. Um, with that also will be expanded the weight room inside the field house on the north end of the stadium, according to Coach Banks. I'll stop right there, Coach. That's that's a game changer. And you've got to always in, improve your facilities to keep up with the ever-changing landscape of college athletics. Uh, you just got to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, and I think that is an aggressive uh, stance and very, very positive um, movement upper mobility for some university. And um, I'm excited about it because like I said, nowadays, the, when you take these kids on these tours of these colleges, they want to see your facilities. They want to see what it is that you have in place that's going to allow me to, you know, develop myself and be able to be, you know, a prospect at the next level. So when you, when you have an indoor facility, then therefore there's no reason to uh, worry about inclement weather. Um, you can pretty much stick to your routines. You can, you know, you can do what you need, what needs to get done. Um, and then, of course, weight room, everybody's getting stronger, bigger, faster. And then it, it just is it, it's exciting. It's just completely exciting, not only just for the athletic facilities, but for the whole university to be able to get, um, you know, just an uplift. And uh, so I, 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 that's going to be major um, in terms of recruiting and uh, retention because of, you, you know, you got to do these things to be able to keep up. Yeah. And, and Coach Banks has stated that we've got companies willing to donate. We've got to get to those bottom line dollars. We have, they have commitments, mm -hmm. but we don't need pledges, he says. We need the money. When we start yeah. getting those in, we'll come up with a plan of action of how we're going to make it work. And he also says uh, the indoor facility would be phase one. If He said, if I have my way. No other SWAC football program has an on-campus practice facility. I know Tennessee State has an indoor practice facility. I can't think right. of any anybody else. But he says the indoor facility and other new constructions will take out hundreds of parking spots, which will necessitate the construction of at least two parking garages, one with 2,000 spaces near the athletic center and another with 600 spaces near the law school. So a parking garage also 
is in in the plan. And, and they and Coach Banks says that they've got some of the money to start off already. So again, Coach, that that's a game changer to me. No, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I think that anybody knows Southern knows that parking is very, very you know can be tricky sometimes. But no, I I just think that when you have growth. You have to be able to grow around what you have. And I think that when you put that indoor facility there, then getting the two park garages is going to be big. And uh, like I said, it's just a commitment. There's a commitment and it's just exciting to see that there, that the talks are in the process of becoming, you know, fruition. So therefore I commend Coach Banks and, and the board of uh, being able to have the forward thinking to put this up master plan out and be able to start chipping away at getting it done. Yeah, and their I guess their last major project was um, the four thousand two hundred square foot baseball clubhouse behind mm-hmm. uh, Lehigh's Field, built in two thousand fifteen for one point one million. But the overall master plan includes new student union building, additional housing for students on and off campus, plus street improvements, uh, raised crosswalks, bike paths, and landscaping. So it's the majority is going to be over on the campus, but we just kind of spotlighted um, the athletic uh, piece, but um, they can get that done. And there's going to be a lot of uh, happy people. Coach, yes. we'll, switch, we'll switch now. Celebration Bowl coming up, uh, waiting on B.J. Jones of Inside HBCU Football. He's scheduled uh, to, to join us. But um, the MEAC has had a lot of success in that bowl game. This will be the and we exclude the pandemic, but I'm, of course, not going to make this one be the first one I miss. Um, it's always an exciting time, you know, mm-hmm. in, in Atlanta. Uh, North Carolina A&T had much success in the Mid-Eastern Mid- Athletic Conference. And SWAC only won victory in, that, in the Celebration Bowl, and that was Grambling State against North Carolina Central 10-9. With that being said, Jackson State and South Carolina State, um, we're going to get a prediction from you but what do you look to see in this ball game at 11 a.m central standard time between jackson state and south carolina state i mean you, you're probably going to just see a couple of teams that are going to try to fill themselves out in the beginning of course not too familiar with them uh you know south carolina state coming in undefeated in conference and i think they're six and five so they they pretty much played a, a tough schedule and did well um and of course, Jack State. I mean, Jack State has a lot of steam behind them. You know, there's a lot of uh, excitement. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of uh, uh, things that uh, Coach Prime has working for him. Um, but uh, uh, you know, I, I've seen that defense for Jack State. I haven't had a chance to study much film on South Carolina State. But man, if they can't block them, they're not going to stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they they're very aggressive uh, in their defense approach. As, as to how they play defense, and uh, they have size, they have speed, they can play you man to man, they can put pressure on you, um, and they can just basically rattle you. Um, so a lot of there's a lot to be said about Jackson's offense, but I think that it's just their defense right now that that pretty much puts them in, um, that, that that makes them a, a serious serious threat. And then they play their special teams pretty good. So yeah, I, I, you know. Regionally biased, I would say. Uh, I would think that uh, Jackson State uh, would pull it off and not really being able to study South Carolina State and seeing much game film on them. But I, I do know that the competition they play in a the conference, they 
it's not as they don't play as fast as football. They're a bit more physical. They they they're very physical in that conference. So you know, and I think that it, it'll be interesting to see if their physical style of play matches against Jackson's athletic, aggressive defense. And you know, it's interesting. You know, from a uh, I guess a historical standpoint, traditional standpoint, Coach Peel, uh, Buddy Peel. Um, Defensively, they were always solid. I, I go back with the um, SWAC MEAC challenge in A.W. Mumford Stadium, Southern and South Carolina State. What was <laughs> what was the defensive end slash line well linebacker that's now with Indianapolis Colts? <laughs> he he had a monster game. That was one of the highest paid. I think he's the highest paid linebacker in the league. But <laughs> traditionally. They have been solid defensively. Now, offensively, they were generic. I'll use that term. I could have used another. Generic. And they've kind of changed a little bit. They're, they're still, I don't think they're as strong defensively, but offensively, they've tried to improve. And, and the point that you made, Jackson State defense, I think Coach Sanders says <laughs> if they hold anybody to 17 points or under, they're, they're, they're going to win. And defensively, Jackson State gets after you. And they're, they're going to come after South Carolina State. When you have a defense that dominant, offensively, all you got to do is just manage the game. That's it. I, I, I think Jackson State's defense is going to be the difference. They have been consistent. Those Thurman has done a great job leading that defense. And for South Carolina State, if they get behind, I think it's going to be tough for them. Offensively, I don't think they're capable. Yeah, they put up a lot of points against Alabama A&M, but then Alabama A&M defense needs a lot of work yeah. based on <laughs> what they were trying to do and, and just the, the kids that they've got committed or signed for next season. Defense is not their strong point. But I, I like Jackson State in this ball game, and, um, and, and also Jackson State, I think what they're going to have to work on going forward is still, and we saw a little bit of success in the SWAC, championship game, they can get the running game and get it consistently going. They're going to be even more dangerous going forward. But I, but I, I like them in this ball game against South Carolina State. Yeah, I think that that would complement. If you could, if Jack State can run the ball, it would complement the aggressive defense because, I mean, it, it would put more pressure on the opposing offense to try to score because it, it'll totally limit their time and possessions if you can really do a good job running the ball. Coach, you, you brought up a point. We've discussed it on the show before, but the styles of play, the MIAC, you know, of course, FAMU, Bethune, Cookman, now in the swag, but they were very physical, North Carolina and T, physical. And they like to run the ball, but when you look at the Southwest Athletic Conference, more athletic as teams, faster. Right. And, 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 and I think, that is the reason why that they hold the edge, what, 4-1 in Celebration right. Bowl. And Jackson State meets that physical, especially on defense. Right. They meet that criteria. So the styles of play is important. And I think Jackson State meets that. And that's why one of the other reasons I think they'll be successful. It's interesting, though, You, from a geographic standpoint, you have different styles. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it, it, 
it just so happens, like I said, that's how it is. I mean, we're, we're just based on speed. Our game is a little bit faster, athletic game. And, you know, you look at those North Carolina NT teams, man. I watched those guys play. Man, they were downhill. They were they were downhill. They were downhill. They were coming after you. Um, and that's just kind of that's 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 how they play football. And uh, that that style of physicality and you know aggressive running and those things like that, they it, it can catch up to you. That's not what you see every day, and even in practice. And, you know, and, and, and on that point, let's turn it around. And we, we of course, we're, we're talking to Coach Dooley. At um, in the next hour, top of the hour, we kind of know what Coach Dewey likes to to place on on, on the field. You, you're going to see balance. If we look at Prairie View and them last year, balanced team. I'm talking offensively, and and I think it'll be the same with Coach Dewey. He's going to put that blueprint at Southern University. Mm-hmm. To me, Coach, I think just being balanced. Um, I mean that to me that's. That's the trend. That's the best going forward. Because if you're one-dimensional, unless you have an outstanding defense, you're just asking for trouble. But how important is it to, uh, from an offensive philosophy being balanced? Well, I think that, you know, like I always say, you teach what you know and you teach what you're comfortable with. And I think that every every coach, every head coach, you know, the philosophy for their team is basically going to match their background and pedigree and I think you know like coach Dula's a quarterback guy receiver guy and that's that's he's good at real good at that and been very very successful at that yeah but in order to be able to you know have some rhythm and consistency run the ball is very important and I, and this in a conference that you know is so athletic and uh and has so many athletes um, you have to be able to have some type of balance because uh you know the the, the playmakers can just make plays on an instant. So sometimes you have to slow the game down a little bit and, and deflate the air out of the crowd and, and and tone down the emotions. And I think that's what the running game does for you, um, definitely. But you have the, the most important thing is you have to match your roster and the ability that you have on your roster. And you know, I think for Coach Duda coming in, it's going to be important for him to identify what his roster would dictate basically the course of how aggressive he wants to be with his offense and until he gets the people and the pieces that he needs in exactly to do what he wants. Now, Don Shure, I'll use him for example. I'm listening to him years ago in an interview. Every start of a new season, he says you got to know your personnel. And then you you base your offense on on your personnel. So you got to know it. Right. And I'm going to ask Coach Dooley, and, and maybe it's he hadn't had a chance to do an extensive look mm-hmm. at the analysis of the roster, but I'm sure he's already identified the weak points and what what, what they need. But how important is that? What what a professional coach, God rest his soul, Don Shula, said every year he may add something to the playbook, you may take things out. It just dictates based on the personnel that he that he has coming back. Oh, I, I, that's the major thing. I think that um, you know, you can't make it a cookie cutter. Some people try to, but you know, you have to be able to. You know, if you have tall, lean guys on the offensive line, then yeah, you can pretty much block and pass protect. You know, and be able to give your quarterback some time to throw the ball. If you have some, you know, thick ankle groundhogs, you just 
come off the ball and move move bodies, and you got you know you run the ball. So your talent and what you have in the locker room is going to most of the time dictate your philosophy on how it is you're going to be offensively, and 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 it does that. I think sometimes you also have to be able to you know take yourself out of the equation and do what needs to be done based on what you have. Uh, so therefore, but you always you, you, in the back of your mind, you know what you want. And then the beauty of college is that you can recruit what you want to be able to fit what you want and what you want to see. Um, so therefore, I mean, you have to kind of, you know, play the dozens with what you have in the beginning, but you also have to understand that, you know, you got to go get what you need. Right. And, and I'm, I'm willing to bet that Coach Julian has looked. And if you look at Southern's foundation coming back, it's an offensive line. You start right. from there. And that that is important. But most of the questions that I get, and just talking with different people, they're they're concerned about the points that they need to improve. Defensive line. And secondary. So I guess it starts in the trenches, O-line and then D-lines. But that's the assessment that Coach Dula has made, and he'll he'll govern himself accordingly with that. So, but the foundation, the strong point is the O line, to in my humble opinion, Coach. You got to have a foundation. I think that um, you build a house from the ground up, and that offensive line, that your defensive line, the offensive line, um, it doesn't matter what you want to run. You need blocking. If you're going to throw the ball, if you're going to run the ball, you need blocking. You need guys. You know, like I said, and it's such a, a premium right now because. Of, you know, getting good offensive linemen is is, is is scarce a little bit. You know, that you got to go really go find them uh, or you got to go to JUCO route or whatnot. But I think that, yeah, I think Southern had a lot of success with their offensive linemen. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, only losing one maybe. You know, the the, the, the young man that's decided to go into the, uh, the draft or whatnot. Uh, then defensive linemen, I just think that they have to get bigger. I, I, I think that we didn't have – the size of front or the girth of front uh, to be able to, to, you know, sustain and get a push and, you know, and stop the run game and those things like that. Uh, linebackers, well, uh, but if you can take care of the box, if you can, you know, be solid and consistent in the box and, you know, then everything else opens up. But I've, I've talked to a lot of people that said defensive linemen, wow, that's at a premium. The Power Five schools have much success grabbing those. So the JUCO is a, a way to go. And, and I've just kind of been looking and seeing, and it looks like Coach Dula has been there. Right. The JUCO ranks. And then, of course, with the transfer portal. So you got to have that foundation to understand. And I think you have to mix and match. High school – Getting high school student athletes coming program, you, you gotta have that. But also you gotta have quick puzzle pieces that you can put in. And that's the junior college round and um, the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the deal. You gotta, you know, coaches gotta come in right now, guns blazing. And he's gotta be able to to continue that excitement from his hire. Um, with some guys that can come in right now and be able to contribute right now so we can win right now. Um, 
And then you start working on your board and then you start working on your numbers and your positions of what you need to maintain each year uh, to be able to make sure that you're really not uh, losing much, you know, at the end of the season. So therefore, I think you're right. That, that bringing the guys that can play right now, but still be able to recruit the high school kids and, and be able to have those relations with the high school coaches, um, is going to be very important. Yeah, and, and, you know, I understand it, Coach. Expectations are high. Uh, what have you done for me lately? Got to come in, hit the ground running, blazing, because you'll have a rabid fan base mm-hmm. just after you. And right. it, there's not like back in the day you had a four or five year grace period. You don't have that now. You, you, <laughs> you really don't. And so I know how it is. And I'm also a fan as well and a, a, an alum of Southern University. And and you have some that are just, okay, they got to wait and see attitude. I can understand that. But it's also so important. Again, we're going to talk about it again. You got to have the great fit. And what I'm afraid of, and it's just my opinion, Jackson State has had success. And that was their path. They chose to to go that route. They've had success. That may not be a good fit for everybody else. And you've got to have the situation where it's the best fit for you. Southern decided not to go that route. Grandma State has a high-profile guy. They decided to go that route. At the end of the day, though, you got to do what's best for you. And ultimately, you're going to have to produce right no doubt and produce now wow aren't you aren't you kind of glad you're still at the high school level is it is it that much pressure at the high school level tell me if i'm wrong about that oh yeah no it's it's you know it is it's still that this thing you know what we're in the instant gratification world right now i mean you could you can use your phone and get whatever information you need. No one is going to the library and going through the Dewey Decimal System and uh, reading encyclopedias anymore. We want it right now. And that's just how it's high school is the same way. Um, you know, you know, the, the expectations are for you to win. I mean, I'm blessed. I have a great administration. That the only thing they ask for us to do is make sure everything is justifiable and fair. That's what my people tell me. And, um, but we win. And I think that sometimes we spoil our uh, our fan base because we won so much that when you when you don't win 12 games, then they're like, oh, what's wrong? Something wrong. We got to fix this or whatnot. But, yeah, it's, it's trickled down to the high schools. It's really trickled down to the high school. But then the good thing about it is that you will want to be in a place that has that because if you're in a place that nobody expects anything, then you're not doing anything at all. Mm-hmm. See. High school level. But, you know, I'm being facetious, but I understand. I, I, I really do. And I just see, again, my opinion. So much, and we congratulate them. Jackson State has done well. But I really believe you're going to have programs that are going to try to emulate that. Oh, yeah. And it may not be right for you. And I, I, I have... Not all, but some, even some Southern Knights, they're more, it seems like they're more concerned about what Jackson State has done. And I understand because it's a big rivalry, right? Right. Southern Jackson State. But let's focus on what Southern is doing. 
FAMU is going to be focusing on what FAMU can do. And then at the end of the day, we'll meet and see from a competitive standpoint, how do we do as far as wins and losses? And again, I still believe a coach, it's not about how you can get them into the NFL. That's not the number one priority, in my own opinion, coach. It is getting freshmen, building the foundation. They improve from their freshman year to their senior year. You put them in a position to get that paper, the degree. And then if they're able to get an opportunity at the next level. I'm saying the number one goal is not to have them. The only goal is to get them in the NFL. Very few people make it, student-athletes. The goal should be to graduate, get them to graduate, send them, send them back home to their communities as, you know, as polished, professional you know, young men as possible with a college degree. Um, and if they can do it in the classroom, then they, they'll do it on the football field. Yeah. I mean, the NFL, it'll take care of itself. Right. You know, but I don't know. It just seems like some are more focused on that. And we're we're HBCU conference. We're, we we play football in the FCS level. All of the sports, Division One. The resources, it's like comparing apples to oranges. But what you can do is your best and put those student athletes in a position to be successful after their athletic career. I know that sounds cliche and old fashioned, but a foundation. This is true. But see, the the hard part is that, you know, there are so many other coaches, and especially in these power fives and these bigger schools that are, you know, filtering these kids' minds with delusions of grandeur that they're going to allow them an opportunity to be marketable for NFL, that that's what kids want to hear nowadays. And, um, you know, that's why you have to be able to recruit the parents and you have to be able to make sure that the parents understand uh, that the main thing is to get them to graduate from college. And then if, you know, God so says so, then, you know, you'll have that one point whatever percent of chance of making it to the NFL. Well, I can remember Coach Richardson, <laughs> when, when the mic is off and he, he was talking about that, his job is <laughs> to do what we've been talking about. You know, it wasn't to say to get him to, per se, the NFL, albeit he played in the NFL. But, hey, he got his degree. He was a better player from his freshman to his senior year. That's the most important. I I just think a lot of programs, if they're not careful, they're going to find themselves out of the loop trying to follow what happened at Jackson State, which, again, I'm going to give credit. They're getting it done. Right. Right. Get yourself. Find your proper plan to, to make it work. But then it goes back to, I guess, resources as well. Coach Dewey is coming up in a few minutes. Um, if anybody sees Brandon B.J. Jones, he's probably trying to find a spot where he can uh, connect with us. He's in Atlanta. I know it's uh, hey, it, it's it's supposed to be the largest celebration bowl, Coach Valdez, for his attendance wise. And you've got two new teams, and that's just new blood, if I can say it that way. You know, you had North Carolina AT playing, uh, North Carolina AT and Alcorn in most mm-hmm. of the matchups, but now you've got two new. The, the 
the Tiger Nation, their height. Mm -hmm. You got Coach Sanders, their height. The Sonic Boom in the South, their height. And and they're supposed to be because, like I said, they got a lot going on right now. They got a lot of steam going on. They're very very excited about the direction of their program and the things that they're doing. And I mean, you're talking about the, you just got the number one recruit in the country. I mean, so yeah, no doubt, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of energy there. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a Southern Jag one through and through, but I had a look, I had a good time at the Swag Championship game amongst the. Uh, the Jackson State Nation, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it should be fun, and uh, it should be really, really good to see uh, a lot of people in the stadium. I, I like to chop it up with the uh, Jackson State alums, and you know, I've often said their fan base and Southern are just alike. That's why it's so intense, and um, I've supported going to the Celebration Bowl. I, you know, and that's a, another good thing. You'll see Uncle Nice there. You'll see Grambling Knights there. You'll see people from Jack State, even when they were not playing. And boy, I, I had a dream. No, no, dream. That Southern, the Celebration Bowl, Coach Odoms against Coach Dewey. Do you know how ex the excitement that would be? You think <laughs> you have a record crowd now? I think it gets tough. Whenever Southern gets there, it don't matter who they play, but that was the dream. Yeah. It's Norfolk State and Coach Odoms and uh, Coach Dooley at Southern University. Wow. Your dream may come true real quick. You know, it may it may happen real quick. That'll be great. I'll be there. I would. I will. And I, I don't know. I I would probably have to have some bodyguards. I, I The trouble I can get in, and I've always <laughs> had great times in Atlanta in the Celebration Bowl. It's, it's just outstanding. Well, Coach, for our number one, we're done. We're going to take a quick timeout. When I come back, you should see on the screen Coach Valdez, myself, and the 20th head football coach at Southern University, Coach Eric Dooley. When we return, you're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. We'll be right back. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Pika in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Oh, we've got a Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to MyJBN.com 
slash support and be a part of the black college sports. Tell everybody they can follow their dreams. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. We are back. For the first time in 62 years, the Florida Memorial Lions will hit the gridiron and their home games will be streamed by the Black College Sports Network at www.fmuathletics.com www.mybcsn.net and on the MyBCSN app available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits 
to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at MyMajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S.com. My Majesties, an Urban Passport member. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Welcome back to our number two, this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. You know me, so I don't have to reintroduce myself. Coach Robert Valdez, head football coach at St. James High School, former Southern University offensive lineman. I love those old linemen and D linemen. I guess because I'm a big guy. But we have the 20th head football coach at Southern University, no stranger to the program, Coach Eric Dooley. Coach Dooley, good morning and congratulations. It's good to see you again. Good morning. Uh, likewise, it's good to be home. Oh, yeah. Home is where the heart is. And so we're, we're just going to have a conversation. We'll pretend like no one's watching us, but they are. But um, <laughs> the, the, the excitement of becoming the 20th head football coach at Southern University, how exciting and how you feeling now, now being named the, the, the head football coach at Southern University? Well, you know, to, to get the opportunity to come back to, uh, to me, what I call the foundation, where I actually started at, uh, there's really no words that can explain the excitement that, my, that I have for myself as well as my family. Uh, but just to, uh, I guess I got to hit myself to realize that it's actually reality. Uh, but, you know, uh, I always say, and I never would not say it, uh, God is good and he always has a plan. Uh, so I'm very, very excited to be back, uh, not worry about the different things as far as being the 20th head coach, because I know uh, being the head coach at Southern University comes with expectations, uh, and, and I'm up for the task. So I'm very, very excited about uh, coming back home. And I get to uh, be there while my um, daughter graduates. She's a senior this year. Wow, the time flies. Coach, I remember seeing you at a Southern basketball game. I don't know if you remember, I was talking with my best friend, and the horn blows on the car, and we look. I was like, hey, that's Coach Dewey. And even then, I always thought about it. What would it be like, Coach Dooley, coming back home and being the head football coach? And now it's, now it's here. Man, I, 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 
I think the Jaguar Nation is behind you, and um, you, you're you going to hit the ground running. And that actually was going to be my next point. Hitting the ground running, expectations of having the job. Where are you at that uh, at the point now? You've hit the uh, ground running? Yes, I, I had to because we had an early signing period. But, you know, it's a little different now. Uh, I just think that the uh, the uh, transfer portal had, has changed the game as the way you approach certain things. But I do believe in getting out uh, to a start. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't released the guys that we signed, but we were able to sign uh, quite a few guys on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, but nevertheless, it's still some more work to be done. Uh, you still got the February signing, and I uh, feel real good about uh, what we need. You know, you have to make assessment. You just can't go out and sign guys because of uh, it's that signing period. You got to see what the team uh, needs. And I think I was able to uh, do that uh, prior to coming in and understanding what needed to be done. You know, uh, it comes now with a, a, with a little bit more experience. You know, the first opportunity I got to become a head coach, uh, my mindset was I got to go sign guys, not understanding that I needed to assess what I had already had, which wound up being uh, a good deal because we did make some assessment, but uh, a little differently. But now uh, with, uh, I would say, four years of experience means a whole lot to me and uh, now I understand what is needed and I think we are we're off to a great start. How quickly do you make that assessment? Um, you've had a chance to look at, of course, you played against Southern quite a few times in your career at Prairie, uh, Prairie View and m College. What was the assessment of the Southern University football team as you saw it last year as you come in being the head coach? Well, the one thing you do know, uh, they're going to compete for 60 minutes uh, because of the pride factor and because of who they are. Uh, but I, I did see some places that needed to be filled, uh, and that's from the scouting report. And I guess fortunate enough by being the head coach, I just didn't look at the defensive side. I looked at the whole uh, team because of uh, being the head, head coach, wanting to know what they're going to bring in all three phases. So I did have a chance. I guess I got an early start, not knowing what was going to come of it. But I, I, I did assess the team and, and knew what was needed, and that gave me a jump. This was Coach Eric Dooley, new 20th head football coach at Southern University. Go ahead, Coach Valdez. I'm glad. I, I, I want to <laughs> no. you ask some questions, and I know now I can sit and learn something. No, nah, man, they, I, I, I always learn something every time. I, I keep a pen ready when I talk to Coach Dooley, man. But, uh, Coach, how um, how valuable is it having so much familiarity with the SWAC and making a transition uh, to Southern University, knowing the conference, knowing, you know, exactly what it is that um, the things that you need to be able to be successful and compete in this conference? I think it's priceless because you know what you're getting into and, and you know what you have to go against, so – uh, but I, I, most importantly, I try to uh, get what's needed for uh, my program. And I think when I make that assessment, then, you know, you're going to hear a lot of different things of what guys are doing. And that's what's needed at that program. But it may not be the same thing that's needed at the program where I'm at, Southern University. So uh, just knowing the, uh, the history of it, I'm not, not worried about what's taking place. I'm just trying to feel the, the immediate needs for us and then build some – Get some guys in that have some depth so that we uh we're gonna compete. That's no question. We will compete. Right. Very, very valuable. Yes, sir. Coach Valdez, we you remember we were talking on, on the show what we know of Coach Dooley, and we look at Purview and them um on this tutelage, they're gonna be balanced. And and coach, 
forgive me if I try to sound like a coach or be a coach that I'm not, but I, I love being, you know, a team to be in balance. How important is that in your offensive philosophy? I think it's, it's very important because when you balance, you know, you just can't take away uh, your strength and then shut the team down. Uh, we still have some things that we can uh, do offensively, you know, just by nature being a, a wide receiver, everybody thinks you're just going to throw the ball every down. I'm going to do whatever it takes to, uh, to move the ball and get the ball in the end zone. And, and if that calls uh, running the ball 50 times or passing the ball 50 times, uh, so be it. But we're going to take advantage of, uh, of what's there. But it's just wind up ever since I had the opportunity and uh, God bless me to be an offensive coordinator, I've probably been one of the most balanced uh, coordinators that's uh, in this conference. Well, there's, uh, you know, hey, being balanced, we talked about it. I think it's key. I mean, I think that when you come in, you have to have, you know, from the ground up and you have to be able to have some, you have to have success in your base place and all that. So, uh, you know, I, I'm excited, Coach Dooley. I'm excited to see your creativity and the things that you bring to the table and, and, and all this excitement. But um, moving forward, you know, I guess it's early and, um, you know, just getting there. What is What are some things that you really feel that you think that need to be uh, priority and assessment as soon as possible? Well, you know, uh, I always look at the, uh, when I think about it, just build it inside out. Uh, and what I mean by that, I got to take care of the O-line and the D-line. Uh, you know, just over these past years, I've, I've come more to uh, be on the defense side of the ball to make sure that we are very, very aggressive and, and very, uh, I guess now that that, that term is uh, to fruition right now, dog day deep. Uh, that's what we got to have. Uh, so, I'm trying to make sure that the interior line, because when I made an assessment of this conference, when I first got the opportunity to be a head coach and I looked at several schools, they were winning because of the interior line on defense as well as offense. That you can get the skilled guys. I mean, they, they come a dime a dozen, but to get those linemen, that's going to uh, be tough and physical and violent. What I say, uh, that's what you have to have on your team. So that's the assessment that I'm making. I'm, I'm going through, uh, going inside out to build those uh, guys up so that we can uh, do some things. I had a lot of defensive linemen, uh, had some things that we have to assess as well, uh, and also on the offensive line. Lost a guy that was. I wish I could have gotten here before he uh, agreed and signed with, with, with the agent. Uh, the, the left tackle, that would have been very, very huge for me. But nevertheless, you can go out now. Uh, they have given it to us. Uh, the transfer reporter, so you can go get a guy that's older. But I don't have a problem with going and get a high school guy because when you evaluate those guys, uh, those guys can play as well. Is it about mixing and matching um, as far as transfer portal, junior college ranks, and high school? I'm very, very careful when I say transfer portal because, you know, because they're in the transfer portal don't mean they're a, a, a match for your team. And, and I don't say match. I say perfect match. I have to have a perfect match because uh, that individual is coming from somewhere where he may have had a little situation. So now this has to be a perfect match to where he understands the dynamics of the program that he's coming to and what's going to be uh, what we're going to stand for. So uh, I've been fortunate enough to uh, the guys that I've gone after in the transfer portal uh, to build relationships with them and understand who they are and to uh, bring them to another level, I would say. We have a lot of people watching. Um... Troy says, ask Coach Dooley, will we see our quarterback under center sometimes? 
I don't know about that one, Coach. Go ahead and answer if you could. You, you know, uh, I have uh, used uh, quarterback up under the center. I've, I've done it this past season. Uh, so it's football. Uh, we, we're going to cover every angle that we possibly can cover. I don't want to uh, not prepare the young men to be ready for whatever comes their way. So I believe in sudden change. So though that is still football. Yes, we will be up under the center. We will be in the shotgun. We will do multiple things. I'm a multiple formation type guy. So, uh, yes, you will see a lot of different uh, formation that would uh, put the quarterback up under the center. Well, Coach, we, uh, some people are saying we're waiting for those uh, six or seven recruits. And you did talk about the bulk of it maybe in February where where you have your signing. Um, coaching staff, we, we, we hear a lot about that. Um, I think you previously reported that the staff is – you have the staff. You just have to wait and follow the process before you can – um, release them, but um, your staff, it's its going to be a reflection of you or just what you like to have in the staff? I, I, I believe in uh, being able to, to, to work together. I believe in having uh, great relationships uh, and that's what you look for. Uh, but to respond on the uh, recruits, we did sign more than uh, six. Uh, okay. So we released. Uh, I thought those were immediate needs on, on some areas. So that's why we, we signed those guys up. Not uh, worried about what's going to take place and what's out there because, I mean, <laughs> when you look at the transfer report, anywhere from 50 to 100 into every day. Uh, yes, that's so, I mean, that that's, that's a work within itself. So uh, we're definitely on that. But I think the staff got to have a lot of things in, in common. And, and then I think at the end of the day, it's not about me, but we got to have the same vision. They got to be able to understand my vision, what I'm trying to get accomplished. And the, the biggest thing is to build quality young men to be successful. I think when you do that, uh, everything else is easy. I mean, that's what God has blessed us with, the ability to uh, coach football, to, to hone these skills, to get them to the next level. So I think all that has to work in together. I think that some of the individuals that we may have to deal with, uh, we, we got to be a, a, a family figure for them. You know, that's why my, my wife is always around. That's why my kids is always around because they may not have been fortunate enough to have that. So at some point in time, I have to be that individual and let them understand it's not just about football. That is a key uh, ingredient, but it's more than that. It's bigger than that. It's about life after football. I, I was told that, you're going to be a former football player longer than you will be a football player. Coach Dooley, um, I'm switch gears a little bit. Um, I think a lot of people don't totally understand, but how has the transfer portal and the early signing period and the February signing period, JUCO and everything has totally changed a lot, the landscape of recruiting? Um, I think that a lot of people that don't really understand from the outside looking in, as a head coach, how has that changed the landscape of recruiting? Man, that has, that has changed it tremendously because right now we would be digging in, trying to get into high schools to, to, to get guys that uh, that can help fill your roster, that can help give you depth. Some guys you can evaluate that you feel can come in and, and, and uh, compete immediately. But uh, with the transfer report, it's like having, uh, I don't like to use the word, but it's like almost free agency. Someone that you already played against, someone that you know, uh, you've been watching and they had the opportunity to play uh, collegiate football. 
So it gives you that immediate need right now to whereas you don't have to wait a year or two to have that development. They're already coming uh, with development. Now they've just got to understand your scheme. So I think it has changed a whole lot. I think each coach have their own uh, method as to how they go about uh, using the transfer portal. I, I have mine. I, I'm very, 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 very cautious on some of the things to do because you got to realize everyone that's in that transfer portal is not basically a scholarship player that, that have played. So I do research. So I don't just turn on, look up the transfer portal and see uh, Robert Valdez and say, oh, let's go sign him. No, I do my homework. I got to do my due diligence to find out, uh, you know, what this guy like, what it's all about, who, where he's come from. And I'm not worried about looking for a perfect individual. That's not going to happen. I want to be the most individual to become a better person and be successful in this world today. And, 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 to, and to add on to what you're saying, Coach, how important is it to establish when you – you're selective about going to transfer reporter. How important is it to, to, to develop relationships over your professional uh, coaching career? That's huge. Do you rely on that? You have to develop relationships. You know, uh, you got to be able to trust individuals. I, I can, uh, like I say, I, I look at the transfer reporter and I, and I do this and that, but I can go and recruit someone at uh, a Valdez school and feel comfortable. I don't, I just have to introduce myself because of the relationship uh, he and I have had over the years, and, and, and it's a trust factor. So you understand that. So I think it's very, very important. I'm big on relationships. That's why I get into it, and immediately I build a relationship with the parents. It's not hard to uh, get a, a 18 or 19-year-old to, to, to do certain things. I mean, just a materialistic world. It's not, it's not hard to do those type things. So I, I like to get into it with the parents and build that relationship to let them know who I am and what we're all about and what we're trying to establish within their young man, within the young men that they send to us. So relationships is huge. If you don't, without relationships, I think it's impossible. Coach Eric Dooley, head football coach at Southern University. So I can drop, I can drop the 20th, Coach Dooley, and just say the head football coach at Southern University along with Coach Robert Valdez. Now, Coach, here is an interesting question. We've seen the impact of uh, JSU signing a uh, top tier, one of the what, number two ranked player in the in the country. What are your thoughts on that? Is that something maybe a trend that we'll see, or will it still just go back to basically recruiting and getting the best fit for your program? I think it's all about recruiting and getting the best fit for your program. I think it's, uh, uh, I think Coach Sanders did a, a tremendous job of getting that young man to come to the university and understand that uh, what HBCUs have to offer. Uh, so I, I think that was huge right there. But as far as uh, what I'm going to do, that doesn't change my, my game plan. I, I thought I already had a game plan that was working for us that's best fit, fits us. And I'm, I'm never going to uh, get outside of that. I understand it. I trust it. Uh, the process been uh, doing it for a long time, so I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. I have never not gone after the top athlete. You just mm-hmm. got to. So that's not going to change. I, I don't care if I walk into a building and they say that he have XX University XS. He's a five star. Okay. Only thing you can tell me is yes or no. So I'm going to continue to recruit those guys and continue to talk to those guys, build a relationship, 
And then at the end of the day, if they're not coming to this university, I'm telling them what they need to do to be successful as a young man, because this is a different type of work. Coach Valdez, Coach Julie, we're talking about this in hour number one. It, 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 and a guy that you know very well, Coach Richardson, his job was to get student athletes in when they're freshmen to their senior year, they've improved, put them in a position to get that degree in hand, and then to go out and affect their community. It's, it's not per se, and tell me if I'm wrong, guys, I, I can handle it. It's not the position to say, hey, the number of priorities to get the person to the next level. Am I, am I off base? I, I, I think you can have your cake and eat it too. I think you, you want to get them to have that degree because that's something no one can take for them, from them. But at the end of the day, you want to hone their skills to get uh, – you play college football to try to go to the next level. You're talking about being out uh, in 98 to 105-degree temperature and banging against guys that, that are physical. So uh, it, it's a reason why you do it, uh, to get to the next level. Unfortunately, everyone cannot. So you, you still want to hone these skills to give them that opportunity. But while they're doing it, uh, the NCAA is not going to let you play football unless you uh, matriculate within your, uh, your studies. And, and that's what we're all about. We want to make sure that that young man get that degree. Because at the end of the day, they can take everything away from you. They cannot take that degree away from you. Correct. That's well stated. And Coach, Coach Valdez, you know, um, I'll remember that. Have your cake and, and eat it too. You can do both. Right. Most importantly, that is the process. Get that degree. That well, will take you even further. Even if you make it to the next level and hey, your career is over, you can fall back on that degree. And that goes hand in hand. And I think also the coaches, going back to what you were saying, Coach Dooley, with uh, recruiting and being able to recruit everybody on the roster. I think that the coaches also have to do a better job of making sure that all those uh, student athletes are accessible to all colleges. Sometimes I've heard it before, you know, you walk into a building and you get a, a separate list. Oh man, take a look at these guys. No, I think that we all need to do a better job of um, as high school coaches of being able to present all of our athletes and then let the process take care of itself. You know, I think that that's something that, um, that it doesn't matter. I mean, like I said, that's what was important uh, that I got out of that signing um, with, with Jackson State and one thing. And I, I, and I think that's 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 the way to do it. Uh, a lot of times I've heard it from college coaches. They come through and be like, oh, man, you know, you, I got this list with 15, 17 names. Well, if you got 17 names on your roster, you should be undefeated, you know, <laughs> that you that, that you produce and all that. Um and I think that's like it is. So therefore, um, recruiting is going to be major. And I think, like I say, the great answer on how it's transcended and changed due to the portal and those things like that. I, I think that's key. That, that takes you back to relationships. See, when you have a relationship that that individual is not going to just tell you certain players or give you like a list of 18 or give you this guy here that, that didn't do as well for them. But when you right. have now you can sit down and, and have that conversation and they're going to tell you the truth. Like, this is XX, but he has some some guys on him. But here, he's free just like uh, to, to the other colleges, to you as well. And I think I've been fortunate enough, I know in the Louisiana ranks, to, to have those relationships where I can go and sit in and get the same list. I would I would dare to name other universities, but get the same list that XX and X get. 
So it's not just up to me to be creative. How can I uh, let this under, this young man understand uh, the strength and, and, and what this university can offer to make him, uh, to put him in that light, to become a better person. Everybody want to hear, yeah, you're going to the NFL. That's not our job. Just like we come in to look for certain guys, that NFL scout come in to look for certain guys. <laughs> important is it to have um, an administration that's, you know, going to back you? How important is that, having that going forward? That's the number one thing. you you got to, you know, everyone, you, you know, you talk about coaches. you got to have the same vision. you got to have the same drive. And when you have that individual that's supporting you and, and backing you, that makes a, uh, life a whole lot easier. And, and, and that's what I feel here at Southern University. I can just tell uh, uh, it's more than the excitement, just the uh, the love, just the, uh, the the welcoming back. And I know all that comes with a price, but that to know that that is there for you, I mean, that's priceless to me. And, and if I could go back to uh, Southern's homecoming, and although you've been away, you, you really haven't, if you understand what I'm saying, because Louisiana native, but to come through... Uh, the stadium and, and getting ready to take on Southern University. How do you block out all the motion? Because I always see Coach Julian the same way. He looks intent, intense, and he's going to be prepared more the X's and O's. How, how how do you block out the motion coming back for that game against Southern for for the, uh, Southern's homecoming? You know, because you tell your students, you tell your student athletes that. So of course they're looking to see uh, your reaction. So right now, that got to be a focal point for you to understand, and, and you know what the crowd is going to bring. So you got to be that person that understands that, hey, uh, it doesn't matter about the stage. We just got to stand on it and do what we do. And, and that's what we pride ourselves on, not worried about who's there or what's going to take place. We just came out and played football for 60 minutes. Coach Julie, though, but I still, I still think after, after the game and just seeing everybody, and, and you're still you were still loved at that point. You, you can't share one emotional point with us. Well, there's no doubt about it. After the game, for those 60 minutes, I'm locked in to do my job. But after the game, then then we right back to being who we are. Of course, I go shake hands with a lot of uh, individuals that have done a lot of great things for me while being here. So of course, I'm going to shake the hand. I'm never going to change. I never lost that relationship. I could have. I've always came back here and, and talked to someone. I pride myself on always being able to return back to the job you left. If you do that, then you know you've done something there. Uh, so I'm not uh, putting my coattail up, but I, I pride myself on having great relationships. Uh, I'm going to love you regardless of what. We're never going to agree on everything, but it doesn't matter about the situation. Uh, I'm going to love you because that's, the, that's what I chose. I, I chose to be a God-fearing man. So how can I do certain things? And, you know, they, they talk about everybody. They talked about Jesus. So who am I? Well said. And and listening to that press conference, Coach Valdez, with Coach Dooley and um, the importance of relationship. If you don't get anything else out of this conversation we're having, it's relationships. I saw you talk with Coach uh, Richardson as you got introduced and, how important being able to work and with Coach Richardson and 
and Coach Eddie Robinson. I, I'm sure it made an impact on who you are today a, a, as a coach and a person. It has. I, I will say this here. I'd be remiss if I didn't say this here. Uh, this recently, my, my father passed. He passed at 92 years old. And he was, a, he, he was huge in my life because of the things that he did, the way that he worked. So, uh, you know, just being able to pick up the phone and call him, even at 92, uh, he gave me a uh, word of wisdom. Uh, but playing for uh, Coach Robinson at that young age, it, you really don't know how it's going to shape and become a part of your life. But I, I've always paid attention to everything. So paying attention to some of the things that he did, the way he carried himself, it was a reflection on me once I got into coaching. And being able to work with Coach Richardson, you know, I, I call myself blessed to be able to be coached by a legend and work with a legend. But uh, Coach Richardson and I, uh, even before my season would start, I, I would come down and have lunch with him uh, and go back up uh, to, to Texas uh, just to keep, there it is again, relationships. You have to keep relationships with individuals. And I thought he did something huge for me to get me started because I never wanted to coach in college football, never. I just wanted to just help young men to uh, try to get to college. Uh, but it worked out, and I, I thank him every time I see him. Well, brothers, you have a last follow-up question for Coach uh, Julian. I, Coach Julian, we appreciate your time. Uh, you know, a little bit off of all the other serious stuff. I just want to know what color suits we wearing uh, on when we travel. With you know, I kind of, <laughs> I got a little spoiled by seeing some of my former players, in, you know, in the Panther Nation on on travel days and all that and I think that that's first class and um you know so I'm, I'm anxious to see what, what what's the style gonna look like on the, the travel you know attire we, we work we're working on it. we're gonna be in business form I, I believe every trip we take is a business trip so in order for it to be a business trip you got to dress up as you you're going to business taking care of business so we will be uh, I was fortunate enough I think he was probably one of the best players in this conference uh to land a guy out of St. James uh and Jason Dumas, that, that young man, I, I don't know about how tall he is, but I, I do know the hole going to open up that way. I know it opened up a different way, and, and he gets through it. That young man is, is extremely uh, – he's a football player. But more than that, he's a great person. He, he's a great person. He works hard. And just a reflection, and that's what I'm saying about uh, re re relationships. You don't land a Jason Dumas without knowing someone. <laughs> it, it's impossible. You know, it, it, he a small package, but when you open that package up, it speaks volumes. So, uh, and hats off to, to, to what the job that Coach Valdez did with coaching him. This young man was ready when he stepped on campus. Uh, so that's, that's huge. And that's what you look for. You look for guys that uh, you guys have similar styles. So now <clears throat> the learning curve is not huge at all. That, that's what you look for. You, you heard Coach Valdez say, we always talk. We talk football. We talk a lot of football. Uh, he he said my creative mind, but he have a, a creative mind as well. Uh, so we we definitely learn off each other, and whatever we can use, we take it. That's interesting. I got a chance to talk with him at Swag Football Media Day, and um, great great guy. He reminds me of another guy, my favorite uh, my favorite defensive tackle from Southern University history. He was a Guy that wasn't tall, I could look him. I actually I'm a little taller. Uh, Demarcus Miller, and, and and the same inward drive and heart. No, it's not six four, but guess what? 
Can't block it. Can't block it. Testing the fortitude. Well, Coach, I was going to ask you about the Celebration Bowl, but uh, I think I'm, I'm not going to ask you about that. But I, I will ask you this. When you have your opening football day at Southern University, and we're going to try to picture it in our mind, what will we see against, and, and I believe I was told it was Miles College, but whoever the opponent is, what will you see from a Coach Dooley's football team that has gone through fall camp and now it's game day. What will we see? Paint the paint the memory for us. It's gonna be fast and physical. That's how we play. Fast and physical for 60 minutes. And that's what we're looking for in all three phases, not just offensively or defensively. You got to be the same thing on the special teams. I, I treat special teams as if it's offense or as if it's defense because they're very, very important. It can change the game. Uh, so you, you're gonna see a football team that's gonna fight for 60 minutes but we're going to play fast and physical. And that's one place you can be violent and nothing happens to you. Oh, uh -oh. Last quick question. Someone wants to know about the trigger man competition at, at that position. It's open up. It's competition at every position. Uh, you know, I, I believe in that, you know, I don't believe in uh, going through fall camp and you, you, you name your, your starting quarterback, you name your starting offensive lineman. That competition is, is the whole season. You want it for the very opening date. That next week we start competition. So that don't mean you can lay down now and say, I'll have a job for the rest of the year. No, you don't. You had a job for the first game. Now it's up to you to just maintain it by what you do in practice. You have to practice like you're going to play. Saturday should be easy. The, the work comes within the, uh, the week. But we will have competition at all positions. Wow. You got to go to work. Just yeah. because your name, it reminds me of the instructor Southern you've got an A in this class but whether you keep it or not it's going to depend on you. Well Coach Dooley I appreciate the time it's uh, been an interesting conversation I know you're still transitioning so I thank you for allowing us to visit with you for about 20-25 minutes and uh, if there's anything that hey, Coach Brown's show can do for you all you gotta do is drop a text or a call we're there for you and congratulations once again on becoming uh, the new head football coach at Southern University. Welcome back home. Home is where the heart is. Yes, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited about uh, what this new chapter start. Uh, I feel real good about what's going on. So now it's time to go to work. Just like you say, you know, I, I've had an opportunity to talk to that guy that used that phrase, Coach Long. It's time to go to work. So, uh, I do know I that. remember him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're ready we're excited i'm excited about it uh but you know at some point the excitement got to stop we got to put it within uh those uh white lines and that's what it's all about so we, we're in motion to, to do those type things to get 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 the ball rolling well, coach, enjoy. oh go ahead coach Bellis. i'm sorry uh congratulations man and uh like i said very very excited for you and your family and uh you know and I just let us know with the Louisiana Football Coach Association when you get ready to have us come around, man. It's, it'll be exciting. Just and um, have the playbook ready. I got my notebook, so you know I, we'll talk. <laughs> well, definitely, I will be giving you a call today. All right, man. Thank you, man. Good job, man. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend, the rest of your weekend, Coach. And we'll talk again real soon. Once again, appreciate the time. I'm good. Thank you. Right, we're going to take a quick timeout. I think we've been able to locate 
Brandon B.J. Jones. I, uh, we run a little late, but that's all right. We'll, Coach Valdez, we'll see if we can get him for 10 minutes. It's about 20 minutes away from the start of the celebration bowl. So let's take a quick timeout. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to MyJBN.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. We are back. For the first time in 62 years, the Florida Memorial Lions will hit the gridiron. And their home games will be streamed by the Black College Sports Network at www.fmuathletics.com. to uh, this final segment of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. I'm joined by Coach Robert Valdez, guest co-host. And, I, and Coach, I'll have to give you an A-plus on guest co-host. And I may have to offer you a uh, contract to <laughs> come on the show a little bit more often. And, uh, but we'll, we'll work out those details. But if you're just tuning in, uh, we visited with 
Coach Eric Dooley, a new head football coach at Southern University, a 20th head coach. And, and Coach Valdez, I, it was an interesting conversation. What kind of did you pick up from Coach Dooley as far as the conversation? A big word, relationships. You know, relationships uh, all, all across the board. Before here, before he got to Southern, um, way before he got to Southern, and during his time of how he made, plans on maintaining those relationships and then also um, his vision of how he's planning on building his team from the core, uh, establishing a presence along the offensive defensive line. Um, and like I said, that's like building a house on a solid concrete slab. Uh, I think that anything you put on top of that, it will be able to sustain. Yeah, and, and the foundation, if it's cracked, buddy, or it's not constructed properly, you may not have problems right away, you may, but then you will have problems eventually. Um, he talked about building relationships and how important it is and, and, and his understanding, how he related to us about using those relationships, even in the transfer uh, portal. Right. You know, you've, you've got to know you just, you have to be selective is what I got from him. And then you have to do your research. And once again, another word he used, a fit. Everything mm -hmm. has to be a fit. Mm -hmm. Now, and he also talked about Coach Valdez, and he, and he corrected me on that. I said um, five to six, but apparently, and they, I guess the Southern University Sports Information Office is going to release it soon. Right. The second time he mentioned more than six. So, you know, he didn't give a number, but did you get the feeling it was maybe close to a double digit, maybe 10 or something? I, I I feel that he's very confident in um in the number. I think that it might be some double digit because um you know I think when I start listening to the words used, it's, it'd be a couple. But when he said more than six, that may be double. Um, so uh, and that's that's great. I mean, because that means that there's already assessment that has taken place and being able to identify some fits, just like we talked about. So uh, and definitely will help him. Um, because, like I said, you have to understand the numbers still are not fixed because of graduation rates and retention. So, therefore, it'll clear up a lot more in February uh, to be able to see how much they have available to bring in. And then, you know, the unfortunate side of, you know, when you transition from one staff to the other, I, I gave the example, and uh, I'm going to use the word source, who basically said, the way Coach Odoms, who was a former coach, constructed the scholarships. And I've talked to other people, and I basically asked them, what is the number that you put on, from your experience, being on a collegiate staff, say offensive lineman and defensive lineman? The number this individual gave me was, in most cases, from his understanding and, and from what he's seen, say, for example, offensive lineman. Coach Vett is what you played. When he was coaching at, well, he was on the staff where he's at now and when he's at Southern, they had like 12, maybe 13 offensive linemen on scholarship. Same on, on the defense. Southern under Coach Odom's had, in the number numbers I were given on the offensive line, 18 linemen on scholarships, 17 on, on the defensive line. So you're looking at, what, six and five over scholarship mm -hmm. players. So with that being said, 
The unfortunate side is Coach Dude's gonna have to make an assessment. That may not be the philosophy he has, is what I'm saying. As far as exactly. on the line. And then you're gonna probably have to make some some tough decisions as far as who do you bring back, who do you keep, and then freeing up some of those scholarships that you can utilize them in areas of needs. Did I make and sense I, with that, Coach? No, that is to- and that that basically exactly what she's talking about fits because um, <clears throat> every coach and at that next level call it their recruiting board. And then you have to look at what you have and your needs and, and, and what do you prioritize? Um, you know, if, if, if you got 18 linemen, that means you're going to be ground chucking and you expect a lot of guys to get banged up, you know, and that means that you're going to be short in other areas. So um you have to figure because what happens it's like cutting a pie. How many times can you cut it? Are you allocating towards special teams? Are you allocating towards making sure that you have enough running backs, enough receivers, defensive backs? Do you know that the trenches are something that you have to pay attention to between alignment, between linebackers, between effective running back? You know, I think BJ is coming on, so um, we would be right. I think he's on now. Yeah, he's he's connecting because it's it, it's it's close to kickoff time in in uh, in Atlanta, and um, as soon as we get him back up, uh, we'll we'll talk with him. We got about 10, 11 minutes, but that's important. What Coach Dooley was talking about, I mean, a fit. He's gonna have to make. I mean, we didn't get into that aspect of making cuts, but those are kind of things that he's gonna have to handle, you know, in 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 house. And so right. that that that's going to be important. And he also realized that hit the ground running. There's really no great spirit, but I think he's identified the areas of need. And um, it's going to be interesting to see when that list is released. Then he also talked about his coaching staff. It's already in place, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the great investigative guy I am, and just being nosy. <laughs> I I I kind of found out who it is, and uh, but I'm not going. No, no, I'm not going to say. I'm going to wait to the official release. It's going to be one that's shocking, just to me. And I dropped the clue when I was talking about Mr. Dumas mm-hmm. being at uh, Prairie View, not tall in stature, but um, the way he played. And just think about my favorite. I think I better stop there. I may have been given too much of a bigger clue. <laughs> but, but 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 coach, um, yeah. high expectations. We're thinking the best for them. BJ, are you ready, sir? Man, I'm ready to go, man. How you doing? Okay, BJ. Good morning to you. I'm here, of course, Coach Valdez. We just finished speaking with uh, Coach Dooley. Hey, in Atlanta, Celebration Bowl. Preview it for us. Who wins? What to look for? Give us something that maybe we we don't realize that may happen. And I think the biggest thing, South Carolina's receivers have to play big. Uh, They're large in stature, uh, but oftentimes they don't play big. And I think they have to do that. Uh, They have to do that today uh, in order for them to be successful. Um, They can't turn the ball over. Um, And when, when Jackson State is in those third and longs, which they find themselves in quite a, quite a bit. You can't allow Shadua Sanders to scramble for 12 when it's a third and eight or a third and nine, uh, when you've done the job that you need to do on the back end 
um, as far as coverage. Uh, and you, you can't give Jackson State short fields. Uh, if if Shadour Sanders in that offense drives the ball down on the field with you, you can live with that. But what you can't live with um, turnovers and giving Jackson State a short field. It goes better as we talked about it uh, during the show. Jackson State's defense, they've relied on that, and they have been consistent. Uh, guys, can South Carolina State muster any productivity and success against the Jackson State defense? If they are, Corey Fields is going to have to have his best game of the year. A uh, young man that's around 49, 74, uh, completion percentage. That has to be up around 60, 65%. Uh, in order to stop Carolina State to be successful. One thing that he, had, that, he that he does have going for him, he can use his legs. And we've seen uh, dual threat quarterbacks give this, this defense, you know, a little challenge. Uh, so if he can use his legs and, and be accurate, it, they, they can provide a, a little challenge. But they're going to have to block James Houston. Uh, if you remember, Carlos, when South Carolina State played Florida a and Isaiah Lane had six sacks in that ball game. If they can't block James Houston and he gets very familiar with Corey Fields, this game will be over with by half Interesting. Again, that uh, Covellin, I, I that's you know, that's they, it. I think that's better said than done. I watched that um Jack State Florida at the uh, at the swag Channel last week. And um, you know, you're gonna have to allocate extra bodies, you know, and which will take away from your creativity in the pass game. I just don't think you can block him with five, especially the way, you know, man-to-man blocking may not be able to sustain him. Well, and defensively, you know, uh, B.J., historically, South Carolina State, they're known for being very physical, having a, and a tough defense. Will South Carolina State's defense have to play even better to have success against JSU's offense? Absolutely. Got to get, gotta get pressure up front. Can't allow uh, Jackson State. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, can't allow Jackson State to run the football. Make them one-dimensional. And then the Kobe Durant in the outside, uh, one of the top corners in the country, uh, in the LCS division, uh, he, he's a Sunday player. He has to have a big game. Um, if he can take away uh, Malachi Wideman and, and follows him across the field, that bodes well uh, for, for South Carolina State. So, that's going to be the key for the Bulldogs to think of it. All that being said, what's B.J. Jones' prediction about this football game today? Um, I think South Carolina State will keep it close, uh, but then I think, I think they pull away. Uh, Jack State pulls away late. I think this is a 27-10-ish type ball game. Oh, B.J., I didn't think it would be that close, but guess what? I'm going to trust your instincts. I'll trust your instincts, your analysis. You're the analyst, but I, I do have Jackson State winning. And then guess what? It's time to get ready for 2022. And guess mm-hmm. what? You tell Charles Bishop, congratulations, Dr. Cavill, them, all of them. I'll see them in 2022. But I still have my eyes on them. And guess what? Jackson I, I State. Don't worry. Oh, there he, there he goes. There he goes. I'll see you in 2022. <laughs> I still go back to Southern Hand, Jackson State. Oh, yeah. man. Coach Valdez, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm letting the, the, the spirit get out of me. Oh, I look forward. We, we, sharks don't have review mirrors. We're looking forward. We're looking forward.
On that note, BJ, we appreciate it. I know we got to get ready to enjoy the game, but guess what? Full report, we'll say in two weeks, because next Saturday is Christmas. Okay, looking forward to it, and uh, good to be on Coach Valdez, uh, my big brother, to come down to Southern University football. So shout out to uh, Coach Valdez, man. Those guys paved the way for us, so what you saw in the early 2000s, and they come off the backs of uh, Coach Valdez and those guys, so man. So look at my brother over there. Thank you, BJ. You do a great job, man. Keep it up, man. Thank you, thank you. It looked like I saw Bishop behind you for a second. Tell him uh, I'll he, be talking to him and, 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 and tell Keisha, Kelly, good work. Appreciate it. And um, all the reporting from um, Atlanta. I shall return. <laughs> Have a great weekend, BJ. All right. All right, that was B.J. Jones live in Atlanta at the Celebration Bowl. Yep, Coach Valdez, I will return um, to the Celebration Bowl. It's been it's been an interesting show. Of course, the highlight, of course, you being on guest co-host and um, and and Coach Eric Dooley coming on and spending some time uh, with us. And we'll go back to it again: building relationships, having a good fit doing your research if you go into the transfer portal, all of those things. And and I, I think, just my humble opinion, I think Coach Dooley will be successful. And I think you'll see offensively an offense that you're accustomed to seeing in the past, an offense that's going to be balanced defensively. They're going to be aggressive. Hey, they're going to take their shots. And I always say this, Coach Valdez, if you're going to get – beat defensively, at least get beat being aggressive. You know, nothing burns me up more than seeing you drop, you rush a three, drop an eight in coverage. It's third and long. And long means third, seven, eight, nine, ten. And you can't get off the field defensively. That yeah, burns me up. It's frustrating. What burns me up is if, if it's a deep pass, take the 15-yard pass and finish rather than give up the touchdown or, or anything over 15, 20 yards. Just go on, just take it, and then we'll live to play another day. I, I closed my eyes for a second because I had to meditate and calm down. Um, <laughs> those are just one of the things that happen. But, hey, coaches are paid big time. And, of course, Coach Dula, four-year contract with a – Option, mutual option for the fifth year. So Southern has upped it up uh, a base salary of 310000 for those four Good. years. We don't know about incentives and whatever, but it's not, it's, it's not so much about the money. The administration has committed to providing more resources. We talked about the athletic projects and the overall campus-wide projects that um, they're, they're hoping to start very you know soon and, and, and getting those monies in place, some are already there, but the athletic piece, uh, parking garage, closing in the, the south end zone with suites and offices, and a 7,500 expansion on uh, the A.W. Mumford Stadium, Pete Richardson Field, which will put 36,000. That's a good number, but to do all of that, you got to be winning. And Coach Dooley has been tasked with doing that, Coach Valdez. I think you do well. I think there's a lot of excitement. I think that, uh, you know, once you get everybody rowing the boat in the same direction, 
uh, I think that success will come, and I think that there's a there's a vision in place. Now the task is to carry out and make it a mission. Well, Coach, it's been a pleasure having you on. We're going to talk with you again, at least in your somewhat downtime. But I know football is an all year deal, even on the high school uh, level. But uh, appreciate you guest co-hosting, and you and your family continue to be safe and happy holidays next Saturday. I'm going to get ready to watch a little bit of this uh, Celebration Bowl with my favorite beverage. Hey, I, won't give you, I won't give you the name of it, but I'm going to sit back and be a fan. All right, my brother. Happy holidays. Thank you for having me. You. Until next time, and we'll have an announcement on uh, social media. Next Saturday is Christmas. So more than likely, we'll see you in two weeks. But again, check uh, social media, Coles Brown Show on Facebook, Coles Brown on Twitter, and Coles Brown Show on Instagram. Until next time, as always, peace and God bless. the dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed.